0: a beer and join John and Mr. Steve as they explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. You are now entering the Mighty Be Brews podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, episode 76. My name is John. With me as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing tonight? Episode 76? I believe so. Sixers by 100 tonight. Let's oh, go. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Let's go. That's perfect. What is it? Game, it's not game seven yet, is it? Uh, it's game six. Game, game six. That's all right. But go Sixers. Guys, uh, just as a reminder, if you are watching, make sure you find us on your favorite podcast platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're listening, make sure you go back and watch our live streams, Facebook and YouTube, anytime. Our website is mightbebrews.podbean.com to find all of our shows and help us with the algorithms. Find our show, press play. Subscribe, rate, and share all that good stuff. If you guys cannot tell, we are joined by the great people from Wilmington Brew Works out of Wilmington, Delaware. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and being a part of this. Uh, Super excited. I want to say, I want to say, who was the first person that turned us on to them? Because I think we were at one of the Brewfest Winterfests and Dana Dillon. I was going to say Dana or Tom. I feel like she was like, I got to introduce you to these guys and brought us over and that was kind of our first conversation and i feel like it's this has just been in the works for some time now
1: a little bit a, a little, little bit, bit.
0: Yeah. so
2: um we're hey, sipping on dana, t- both dana and tom are great friends of mine
0: okay good good to so, know i came to have- the brewery yeah Neither they're fantastic brewery. Nice. Good. So we're going to try to go around the uh, the group here and introduce everybody, kind of tell us what you do, you know, what your your role is maybe. But uh, let's start with you, John. I, I think you and I have been interacting the most getting this thing set up. So yeah. um, I appreciate it. John, tell us uh, who you are and what you do.
3: Sure. I'm, uh, I'm John Fusco. I am, I think my title is VP of Creative and Brand Marketing. Um, I think that what that means is that I draw pretty pictures for the brewery. <laughs> um but I designed our our logo and and most of our beer labels and our merchandise and you know my wife and I help with the interior design and and pretty much our brand presence and uh outreach as 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 we do so I think we spoke back at the Kennett Winterfest episode because I was out there slinging beers with Dan and um
0: yeah happy to be here yeah awesome this thank you Derek how about you all right,
4: my name is Derek Berkeley, AKA DJ Suds. Uh, I am facilities and tap room maintenance manager uh, and also brand ambassador. Um, I am also one of the hosts of Turntable Tuesday, which we have every Tuesday night in the tap room where we spin vinyl all night long. And it's BYOV. So for all you vinyl fans out there, grab a few records from the collection, come on down and uh, share them with us in the tap room.
0: Nice, very cool. Uh, let's go down to Dan uh Dan
5: Yap, I the events uh, ambassador and also DJ with Derek on Tuesday nights for Turntable Tuesday. Nice. We well, been only the finest vinyl from your <laughs> past Um, but yeah, no. So I, I kind of a jack of all trades as well. But any type of event that we can get out there and promote the brand, like you saw me at kind of Winterfest and things like that. Uh, kind of brand ambassador doing events is is a big push.
0: Nice. All right, Keith. How about you?
6: Yeah, I'm the uh, CFO and the uh, chief operating officer for uh, the tap room. Uh, so you're usually going to see me in the tap room a lot, and um, the other guys I work with as we uh, do all the financial aspects of our business. So
0: awesome. And finally, Craig. Hey, I uh, I make beer and have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> I like it. It keeps us all online. <laughs> Very cool. I
2: make beer and have ideas. These guys help me execute those ideas really well.
0: Nice. Well, we do. All right, it's so let's do. let's talk about this first beer here we just cracked. We've got the woohoo, so I don't know if anybody wants to take the lead on it and tell us a little bit about what this beer is and, and what we're drinking.
3: Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, take a, I'll take a stab on 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 where this one comes from. So obviously, uh, Wilmington, uh, is is a small little city on, you know, in Delaware here, but, uh, we, we do have a high single a team, um, that we are big fans of. Those are the Wilmington blue rocks. Uh, right now they are a, the high a affiliate for the Washington nationals. And we started talking with them a couple of years ago about being a sponsor of the team. And we sponsor crafty lefty corner, which is their craft beer section in the, uh, in the uh in Frawley Stadium and um we went to them last year with an idea or before the season last year um that was the first season we'd actually talked about earlier that the season was canceled because of COVID the the minor league season but we talked to them about it and it, it about doing like a specific beer for the Blue Rocks. Now, if you've ever been to the Blue Rocks game and they score a run, this ridiculous mascot of Celery comes running on the field like an idiot, (laughs) screaming and waving his arms and song two by Blur is playing. And And it's just uh, absolute pandemonium. And there's an urban legend about how we started, about how how Mr. Celery came to be, that there's a hundred different variations. But we just said, listen, we don't care where he came from. We just love him and uh he's been a big hit at the ballpark people love doing it and uh so we collaborated with the blue rocks creative on on the can label and it's been a lot of fun
1: i've always wanted to check out their stadium if you go down 202 you, you'll see it
3: because it's
1: it it's right up against 202 95, uh, 95. oh i'm sorry 95 i, yeah, I right take 202 to there. get to 95 so it's on 95 yeah. um and it seems like there's always a cool little setup back there. Like, there's always a bunch of restaurants and stuff back there. Um, so if you're looking for a good little minor league game, go check them out.
0: Yeah, the beer's delicious. I love it because it feels like it's nice and light, but it's got a good body to it, good flavor, a little juicy, which I like. And, um, you know, it's something that has got a lot of flavor, good craft beer, but I feel like at a game I could probably drink a couple of these and not get too sloshed. It's got a beat, and I can dance to it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah well, what's it Craig about five and a half percent it's a uh, you know yeah. northeast pale ale that you know maybe we'll call it a session IPA today
2: oh man look we've been we've been beating <laughs> up the semantics between pale ale and session IPA and is session IPA going out of style I mean, look I'm giving up it's so people turn off you you would not believe how many people I talk to that are like no no I only drink pale IPAs I'm like it's pretty much an IPA you should try it they're like no 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 i don't like it unless it's an ipa like but it's an ipa you should try it and uh, because we call it a pale ale i think it freaks people out i think they're afraid to like just try it um, it really drinks like a session ipa they like it's a it's a definitely a pounder i mean you could uh, my limit i joked with the guys when we were first opening like i my line is like 6.2% once i hit 6.2% i can have a beer or two beers, and I'm done. Uh, anything like you know, anything in that range, I'm. It, it's like a quick night for me. But for some reason, in the five percent, I can literally drink all day long, and you know, not not uh, have that heavy buzz that really uh, gets in the way of doing things. Um, not that I'm promoting that. I'm just
3: <laughs> Unless you're at the ballpark, we it's definitely promote I, it, and you're watching to the do. baseball game. You know, sessionable and crushable
1: for
0: real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you thing. I could drink, drink that all day for sure.
1: You just have to name your next beer, like new England session, pale ale, IPA, just put them, put all <laughs> <Yeah>. the descriptors <laughs> yeah. in there and be like, that's what it is.
2: You know, I thought about all day. I, I that's already yeah, taken. Can't do that that one. Like, it's, it's already that's, taken. That's right. I'm sure no matter what we name it, we're going to start a trend.
0: You know, how do you combat <laughs> stuff like that though? right? <laughs> when you've got people that are like, just you know, they don't want to drink it because of that. You know, how do you how do you overcome that? I feel like because you know, want them you want to punch them in the head. Yeah, but, you know, delete, that's, I
2: delete untapped. I don't read reviews. I don't look at that. I just like.
1: But when you're in it. a tap room and the guys staring at you, you got to at least want to just okay
3: stop. Well, you just know try what? It. I, just I, try a beer. I, I've used this line a hundred times, and I think I was even telling Keith or somebody about it the other days. I like, you know I'll try any beer twice. I'm like, give me beer. If I don't like it, I'm going to try it again to see if, you know, as it grows on my palate so I can really understand the flavors, you know, I'm not going to write any beer off after trying it once, but I'm going to try it. Even if it's a style I know I'm not going to like, you know, I'm going to try it.
2: Plus these guys know from working with me, there's a million ways you can ruin a beer and putting them in a can or a bottle is one really great way to ruin a beer. I mean, draft is a great way to get it on tap. You know, the stainless steel kegs, they're light proof. They are airtight, all that kind of stuff. As soon as you start uh, and, and when you transfer from the bright tank or wherever you carbonate your deer into those kegs, you know, like you're doing it under pressure and those kegs are filled with CO. So it's like the perfect condition going from the tank into a keg. As soon as you put it in a can or something like that, man, you got atmospheric conditions that are interacting with the beer. There's like like I said, there's a million ways to ruin a beer and putting them in in cans or bottles is one of them, but you want to give the beer a second shot because it could just be, you know, like a, a can thing. Man, give me another can. Let me see. Yeah. You know what? Just to be safe, let's try it a third time. Third time's gotta be a charm, right? Yeah.
0: There's definitely times that I've had a different beer out of the same four pack. Oh, absolutely. You know, it definitely happens. So I, I always ask new guests what their first craft beer experience was. If you can think of that beer, that moment that got you excited about beer, it separated it from what maybe you grew up drinking or you were doing in college or something like that. So, um, but maybe let's do that same order we did before. We'll start with John and, and try to tell us what was that moment or that beer that, um, you know, just changed your mind about things.
3: All right. I, uh, I grew up in New York. I went to the uh, Merchant Marine Academy uh, for college, and, and, and there were kind of like professional drinkers, you know. We would go down to uh, the Super C Convenience Store and get a couple cases of Schlitz Ice, and go down to the park and, and, and drink those because, you know, it's it's the only thing you, ha- you could do in Kings Point, New York. Um, and then, uh, you, know, I, you know, I worked in an Irish bar for a little while before I, I, I moved down here. And, you know, down here, you know, everyone was drinking, you know, Yingling. And I was trying that out and just drinking whatever until uh, one day I saw an ad for, believe it or not, the Kennet Brewfest in, in 2006. And I still have pictures of me. A whole bunch of friends went. And I was definitely, you know, that group of guys that I look at now, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. But, you know, I'm just thinking I could try all the different beers and this is going to be great. And then all of a sudden I was like, this stuff is so different than what I'm used to. It's really good. And I definitely got myself turned on to uh, to beer at Kennett to to craft beer. And then I just was beer adjacent for a long time until uh, – you know, I met Craig at, at Pico's liquor store, and he asked me to draw a, lo- a logo for one of his breweries. And a couple of years later, here we are. Nice. Yeah.
1: What was Kenneth Brewfest like in two thousand six?
3: I well, one I want to say I can't remember because I probably had a few too many. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think it has changed substantially. I think it was just as cool then, as it is now probably less food trucks. Cause food trucks, I really feel like are like a 2010s type of invention, <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden they were everywhere in the 2010s. But, uh, you know, it was, you know, I remember a ton of tents, a ton of beers, probably, you know, the bigger craft breweries, you know, people were traveling from far away cause you didn't have as many local ones. But, uh, no discernible difference as i can remember it was just as much fun it's a great event
0: yeah i would think there's got to be so many more breweries that have popped up since then and i'm sure maybe a couple have gone away but probably more oh yeah you know it's probably just got to be a lot more breweries
1: yeah and i and you know back then it used to be more as a beer drinker more, more people were like oh i got to try this beer from founders i got to try this beer from new belgium it was a lot more bigger breweries that people were after until they started discovering the smaller ones
3: yeah i don't know if there was that like that that uh pastry stout chasing or you know ipa chasing was much more bitter you know uh ipas back in the you know the the early aughts but it was was the ibu race back then john yeah that it definitely was we talk about that that was like 2012
1: Yeah, like you can taste any difference after <laughs> when you get up there. Right. Yeah. The bitter wars.
0: Derek, how about you? So, uh,
4: when I was in uh, college, I dabbled in um, some craft beers, um, Sam Adams and uh, things like that, Winter Lager, then uh, never really took the plunge uh, until I moved to Delaware in 2013, where I started working with Dan, uh, AKA Beer Man. And he introduced me to a whole new world of new world. <laughs> He world. Uh, he, he came over one one evening and brought over, I believe it was a, a Heavy Seas Holy Sheet. And it was, was that a bourbon barrel aged? Yeah, I think it
5: was just a Belgian double. I okay. think it was a Belgian double. It was really good.
4: Yeah, and it had a few, couple years on it. Uh, I think it had, maybe had about two years on it. And it was fantastic. And then he also introduced me to State Line Liquors, which is not that far from us. Uh, And that just blew my mind to see all those beers and to uh, learn how you could age beers and they still develop over time. And uh, I started collecting and aging beers and the floodgates opened and uh, haven't turned back or stopped since. Um, And uh, through Dan, I met Craig. uh, When Craig opened uh, one of his breweries, uh, Dan and I went there to support them, and
0: um, yeah, the, the rest is history.
1: Nice. Belgian doubles are making their comeback. That's my uh, my boys, next I year prediction. Belgian. I love doubles.
0: I could see they that happening. They're coming back. It is, it is so much fun. I remember ha- having that same kind of feeling when I first started getting into beer, and I was just chasing IPAs, and then when you start finding these other styles that can be aged and how they can develop, oh, it just was a whole nother ballgame. Doubts. Yeah, oh, yeah. Quads yeah so much fun yeah amazing dan how about you
5: uh so for me I'm, I'm born and raised in delaware and uh i've always gone to stewart's for food uh, you know and and to hang out i think i was 19 years old and i went with my brother and his friends and they bought me a beer there there was they loved their wacky wheat from stewart's i don't know if you guys ever had that they're they're hefeweizen no i But what they also did is they had like fruit extracts they could add. You could have like a raspberry wacky wheat or like an apricot wacky wheat. Wow! So the first beer I ever had was the raspberry wacky wheat, and I (laughs) loved it. And I got into like fruity beers then. And then eventually, the more beers I drank, the darker they got and the bigger they got.
0: So. that's what she's could you doing imagine my- how much shit you would get right now if you offered like flavor additives at the tap room
2: what are you talking about that's every sour that's-
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I know you guys can can do that in the brewing process but I mean imagine if you guys just said hey like we'll we'll put a couple drops of anything in, you know your lager your sour you whatever you want I just I think uh, that might start a riot somewhere
3: Hey, i, don't know. I, th- I see Keith's gears turning you know he's thinking <laughs> it's like, hmm, what can we do here hmm, half a bison hmm. <laughs> so that a no. i feel like my my my
5: journey with beer was like with coffee like when i first started coffee i liked a lot of cream and sugar and then less sugar and then no sugar and then some cream and then just black <laughs> right and with beers i started out like super fruity and sweet and now i like my beers to taste like black coffee you're
0: right. <laughs> i like it i like it it is funny i feel like the same things happen with me your your palate just evolves and changes over time and you know I, I feel like my early beers were line and kugels and uh and shock tops and stuff like that and you know eventually turn to hops and then you you find all these big barrel age beers and you love those and the same things happening with coffee like i used to put like this much you know french vanilla creamer at wawa in. And now it's either black or a splash of, uh, you know, a splash of uh, half and half or something like that.
3: Do but, you Do you guys want to take that opportunity to uh, move to that the big dark beer that we have in your? Uh, let's do it. I'm ready go, for another you guys one. Guys, ready to move on to another one?
1: I am. We're putting John in charge of a uh, beer. Oh.
3: Can I have some water? Oh. He says. When he says
1: we open a beer. Hey we John.
3: Beer. All right, so I'm. Well, it looks like everyone realize
2: this is uh it's a freaking awesome beer and i can't believe i put so much sugar in it
3: <laughs> so this All is right. uh from santa to don. any
2: beer that i've ever made
3: so from santa don it's a ukrainian imperial stout this is a recipe that we got from pravda brewing in lviv ukraine who uh shut down brewing operations to uh make molotov cocktails um, we were really happy to participate in the Brew for Ukraine uh, effort. Uh, there's Craig that. wearing a shirt. Craig interviewed on Ukrainian TV today in Kyiv, um, which Not is Kiev. really. The, the, lady
2: had, uh, the lady had just a couple of days ago gone to Lviv from Kyiv.
3: Oh, ah, okay. Well, it's a Kyiv station. I know she told me that. It was a
2: Kyiv station, yes. So, but they, she had moved to Lviv just a couple of days ago when i was uh when i was interviewing with a man they were getting wrought by artillery so she had to do it from a bomb shelter no way yeah that's I intense bad for her yeah
0: oh that's it's crazy what's going on and it, it was so neat I, I started seeing those posts early on about that brewery doing the molotov cocktails and things like that and then uh, i know you guys were one of the first ones that i saw that got involved with doing this ukrainian um, imperial stout
2: absolutely well, you know blackwater was offering uh aircraft mechanic jobs over in poland and i was about two seconds away from taking one of those um you know hey isn't it every uh every american's dream to fight russians i mean that's like uh red dawn right, <laughs> right. Wolverines!
4: <laughs> Wolverines!
5: yeah, marines
0: right. so um was there a specific recipe that was sent out kind of like those um, there's been other, you know, collabs that have been done um, that kind of, you know, where a lot of people put out the same the same beer and try to do a, a similar recipe. Was it anything like that?
2: No, nah, they had uh, they had a set of like four recipes that they sent out. I can't remember. I like I reviewed them all and like, I mean, I, and yeah, OK, there you go. When I first got a hold of them, they were all in Ukraine. One of the guys went back and I guess a, a brewer for Pravda was English speaking or had uh, as a second language or something like that was able to trans, uh, translate everything. Um, but basically, you know, they were, it, it's all the same, man. Brewing ingredients all around the world, it's the same. So they were using basically German malts. Um, wow. You know, looked at, the, looked at the grain bill for a few of them oddly enough they have like a hefeweizen they have a beer that's called frau that drop um, drop yeah that was uh, like i looked at that and i was like well damn it i would like to make that but that is strikingly similar to international incident which is an inadvertent maybe a uh, premonition of the russian invasion because we dropped that beer slightly before russia invaded the ukraine john happened to draw me some logos Like, I I like our color. You know, it's like Delaware. It's also the colors of my high school that I went to. But John happened to draw us a label that was using those colors. And it looks like the Ukrainian flag in this thing. (laughs) It's called Internet. And, and like, little did we know. Yeah.
0: Uh, Anyway, but I digress. Mm. Well, the beer is delicious. Is it safe to say that, like, in the brewing community, they're just now Ukrainian imperial stouts? Like is that just oh, going to yeah. take over the, name of the, the style?
2: Mm. Yeah, it's definitely Ukrainian stout. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 a nice big beer. It's got bitterness to it, which I like. It's a nice roastiness. It's, oh, yeah. Roastiness. It's all or there. Chocolate. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> two. Actually, two things that were weird about the brewing process. I've never put so much sugar in there. I it, like their recipe. I was scaling it from like fifteen barrels or something like that. Um, but I still had to use a hundred hundred pounds of sugar. Never used that much sugar in a beer before. Likewise, I have never actually put on our brew system. I have a ten barrel uh, kettle in the bag. I have never put the nine pounds of hops that they called for, uh, which was the scale version of the I've never put so much hops
1: in a beer. I uh, you say sugar in there? Was it? Did that you think just go to the alcohol content? Because I don't. I don't taste sugar. I don't. Yeah, you're not
2: you're not going to get the sugar. I mean, it was it called for um, it called for like white sugar, but I I ended up using brown sugar just because that adds so much. Like that little bit of molasses in the brown sugar adds so much to a dark beer. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, all that all that definitely just goes to build that ABV. We had I had my mash tun loaded up, and it was something where it, I like I run a ten barrel system, but this was a seven barrel batch, so my mash tun was loaded. We were cranking out all the sugar we could from the mash and still, you know, like you're not hitting the right gravity. So you got to add more sugar to it to build that gravity.
0: That's wild because, you know, you would think that a uh, double dry hopped IPA or something like that would be something that you would dump an enormous amount of hops into. But hearing that a stout would take that much hops is pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, well, it really, you know what? I got a secret for you guys, too. I don't use a whole lot of hops in the IPA, in the kettle.
0: Okay. Nice. It's all, it's all, all after that. Yeah. Woohoo Brew,
2: all that hop character, that's all after the fact.
0: Yep. No, that makes a lot of sense. I've, I've just heard people describe to us when they're, you know, making these double dry hopped whatever's that they're just dumping an enormous amount of pounds and pounds of hops in. You know, I guess that's what you have to do to get that, uh the flavor that the kid's like.
2: It's it is redonculous. It's uh, we, I made a joke very early on that you might as well just shred hundred dollars. Well, I didn't do it. South Park <laughs> did it. Season season five, episode twelve, right? Um, but do you have a timestamp? You know, <laughs> no, no. Remember the South Park made the joke about the Simpsons. The Simpsons did it. So it did, playing into the theme du jour, uh, somebody else did it earlier. Um, you know, but. Um, like, really, you know, it's just,
0: it's, yeah. It's a matter of, it's
2: not the hops, it's when you use them.
0: Gotcha, yep, we'll for sure. So, uh, Keith, let's swing back to you. We were going to uh, find out what was your craft beer experience that got you excited about beer.
6: Um, yeah, so I, I I went to college in New York, so I, I guess I could I could say that it was, like, how when I was at Cornell, we... We thought we were really fancy when we bought Canadian beers because they were, you know, like the, you know, the imports from some other place. But, um, you know, I, I, I've, loved, I've loved craft beer forever. So I used to do a podcast myself, which was called Movie Cigars in a Brew, where we would smoke a cigar, drink a beer and talk about movies. So, I mean, I, I, I was a craft beer fan for as long as it took me to get a white beard here. You know, so it's uh you know, like uh, you know, and and to be honest with you, back in back in the beginning, and you go back to like two thousand five and stuff like that, you know, it it, it was like the dogfishes of the world that were doing it. You know, like that. You know, you go back to then there there wasn't a lot of beers that were craft beer. You know, like I remember in college, you know, a bunch of buddies were making beer in our our fridge. You know, and. I'm I can tell you there was no uh, sanitation process much going on as you know but but then again we had I was I was I was in a I was in a fraternity and I remember we had uh, we had a vending machine where you could put like I don't know 50 cents in and you could get peels out of it you know what I mean like it was you know so it was it was a different sort of world you Peel, know what I mean? like it was, did it have
1: the uh, the tear off tab
6: uh, well, you know what? No, I. I oh, this is '90s. I don't think it, it might have. I it, feel like you know, I
1: remember appeals with did. the peel off, the rip off tab. Did.
6: Yeah, that that stuff was outlawed. You know, because yeah, you're slicing uh, people up. Exactly, because everybody <laughs> used to drop them on the beach. I, I, you know, and I'm 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 officially pushing for that as a person who uh, rents out a party space regularly for uh, glitter and confetti. That stuff needs <laughs> to be out of here too, for the same reasons. It's awful
1: so fish and i made
6: peels i definitely drank some
3: peels we've yeah.
1: we've had some peels on our day
3: meister brow you know some of those other ones i found that anything that had p.o box 738 milwaukee wisconsin it was peels olympia schlitz um they all had the same address on it and that's how we knew i'm like oh okay we're drinking the same thing <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: hilarious yeah
3: craig how about you what's your story man 1991
2: sam adams scotch ale scotch ale
0: did we have we asked you that no i feel i feel like I, I just, I
2: these guys these guys stories are all long and full of bullshit <laughs> i figured i'd just get right to the uh <laughs> right to the chase 91 sam adams scotch ale done
0: gotcha i i know i know you've been on the show like at the brew fest before so i wasn't sure if we had if we had dropped that on you
2: no, I was just trying to be, uh, I, I was just trying to be ironic, nice. uh, but I come, I, my, so my family, wait, the, we're making Scotch ales now. Is that what I heard? Like we're doing no, a Scotch okay. ale. <laughs> just trying to get rid of I, uh, my two family surnames are Kelly and Winsel, So I come from drinking stock. Um, so my, my uh, folks were, uh, you know, like inhabited South Florida during the uh, wild eighties I had a crazy Grateful Dead following uncle who taught me how to homebrew when I was about 14, 15 years old. So uh, nice. I, I know I have pictures of, of the uh, after effects of underage drinking and all of the, uh, all of the fanciest joints down in South Florida. It, the breakers, <laughs> Fountain Blue, you know, all of that. I think I actually, when I was, when I was 14, during the Orange Bowl parade that was always in uh, Miami, you know, like New Year's Eve, right? The big Cuban fest, Orange Bowl parade. Orange Bowl happens the next day. Uh, we got kicked out because we were riding up and down the uh, elevator. There's a glass elevator in Fountain Blue. And uh, I'm showing my ass to the entire uh, hotel hobby. <laughs> 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 Nothing like a 14-year-old we 14, old ass. Then, and hammered, hammered. <laughs> Well, it really winter. hasn't
6: changed much over the years.
2: I'm just <laughs> um, this is why we have a one-floor brewery. <laughs> well, that's how, you, that's how you get to the point where you're like, you know what, I've been drinking beer long enough. I know I can do better than this.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, so, you know, you guys obviously somehow came together um, to get this project done. I feel like people have kind of talked about craig having multiple breweries or being involved in multiple breweries so um let's talk about like a little bit of history that led up to opening the wilmington brew works
2: okay so uh i am a, a probably a, a toxic personality trait of mine as i researched the shit out of everything so as i was trying to figure out how to get from point a to point b and opening up a brewery what seemed like the most logical point uh like most logical uh progression was to uh, start some version of homebrew supply that way i could uh get a concept of the like raw ingredients coming in what my real numbers would be that type of thing you know just uh just learning numbers right and so i started a homebrew supply business to basically explore those numbers see what those real numbers were see what shipping actually was see what these like where all your charges come in because you don't like, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. So I figured I'd start learning by doing the homebrew supply. I started a homebrew supply business off my uh, front patio uh, years ago. And most of these gentlemen were drinking beer with me at that point. But so it was like most of the neighborhood too. So <laughs> like anytime somebody was, anytime somebody was mowing a lawn in my neighborhood, I'd go out and like give them a beer and say, tell me what you think about this. Right. Um, anytime, like Halloween, parents are taking their kids around. I'm like, you know, I'll, like, I'll throw candy at the kids, but I'll grab the parents and be like, hey, I've got a beer for you. Can you try this? Tell me what you think. And so, I, you know, it's just something that I was always doing. Uh, and then, uh, you know, John started drawing logos for me uh, at my previous brewery. Keith thought about that way. Keith thought about joining in, but uh, then ghosted me one day. Just never got back to me. So <laughs> screw that guy. Um, <laughs> and so I started a, started another brewery, sold that, and had the had the great fortune of like the city approaching me and like, hey, we like what you do. We've got this project. And so at that point, I sort of knew some of the things that I didn't know previously. So I sat down with each of these gentlemen. I sort of like we did like little interviews and I had a list of jobs and I was like, hey, guys, I got these jobs that I can't do. I like or don't want to do, you know, I I can make the beer. I can do this. I can do that. But I don't want to do these other things. Do you think you number one, can you fit in in this role? Uh, Will you do this? Here's the conditions like we're all working like nobody's like, you know, nobody's going to do this and say, oh, you guys have to do that. Uh, everybody's going to be down in the trenches from day one. We're all going to work through this together. So
1: these guys, uh, um, you know, we're dumb enough to sign on. (laughs) (laughs) I I enjoy hearing about this because the amount of brewers that we talk to that say, if you want to brew beer, don't open a brewery is very high. So it seems like you found a way to, you know, delegate that, which is what you need to do and still be involved with making the actual liquid, which is cool.
2: It helps to be an NCO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. what it, What's an NCO?
2: It's a non-commissioned officer. I was a sergeant in the United States okay. Army. And so, you know, like the part of that job is delegation.
6: It, it, also not, helps to say, it also helps to have somebody that worked in corporate America for 20 years and kind of do the operations side of the house, which is <laughs> another part of it I'll let you know about. Well,
0: you know, it's not the first time we've also heard somebody say that uh, they started in a homebrew shop. Yeah. You know, doing the supplies and stuff like that, that that kind of, you know, you end up learning a lot more from a different side of the business, uh, as well as, you know, you continue to brew and it just kind of helps out once you get to that point. That's really interesting.
2: You learn the business side of it that way, right?
0: Right. Yeah. It's not just, you know, home brewing and like, hey, you know, these beers are good, but what do I do next? You've already got a business under your belt. You understand dealing with customers and vendors and, all of that yeah, stuff. And, and and that. one
6: of the biggest things that you have to do, this is probably, I think the hardest thing for any brewer to do is that, and this is what I tell anybody that's doing it is that um, when you do it from a financial perspective, if you want to brew the beers that you like stay in your driveway, you have to brew the beers that people want to drink. And when you get people that come in and tell you, why don't you have a Scotch ale or you don't have a this, or, you don't have a that. Well, you know, the dynamics of, of of operating a brewery is that you have to manage your yeast you have to manage your ingredients you have to manage all those things and you also have to turn your system you have you know 40 50 you know barrels or whatever whatever you got is what you're going to be doing you have to turn that system as efficiently as you can and put beer into people's hands that they're going to buy in the tap room that you have and uh you know i mean it has to it has to fit your strategy if you're doing if you're doing like a um you know if your strategy is to be you know distribution then you gotta you gotta serve distribution you know which is to some extent it blends out what you can do is uh, the creativity that you have and and you know we 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 are we're a slave to the fact that we have so many flavors which is great um but you know sometimes that means that you can't always you can't like double down on something to Push it out to distribution as much as you want to. So, you know, like the the whole thing with the, you know, like Craig's great. He everything that he creates, uh, everything that we've done, you know, uh, the the pride that we all have take in it is the fact that we, if we ever did a bad beer, you wouldn't have it because we you'd never see it. And that takes that takes dedication to the craft, dedication to what you're doing, and this entire team produces a product across the board that you know we're all proud of and uh we're we're all part of this team which is which which is what's wonderful about it and i'm it's the reason why that i'm i'm involved with it and and uh craig's concoctions are amazing you know i actually met him as a home brewer in that home home brew supply supply place and like you know i i never could brew as well as craig could and you know that you know that kind of hurts me as a person, but you know, <laughs> I'm glad that I that I'm I'm in his organization.
2: That's not true. That 180 degree water that you dumped all over yourself hurt. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah. You know what? That was the day I decided. You know what? I, I'm not going to be back here at all. We're not even. I'm not even going to be involved with this. I've got I've got lots of other talents. I'm not going to be
3: involved with that part of it at all. I think that's a good time to move to the next beer. You think so? Oh, you guys what, got 10 got, got, beer. Left. I mean, I, ahead, I'm I'll thinking just based on you know we were talking Holy about brewing what the brewing what the people want, brewing what uh, what sells and and and, and bring what people love. And I think that um, getting out the Luau Punch right okay. now, which you guys have in the Crowler, okay, um, is a is a is a good idea to move to. And and there's major there's a reason for this.
4: The people yeah. have spoken with yeah, that yeah. They have.
3: Exactly. So this this beer. Um, we went down to the uh, 302 Drinker's Choice Awards, which is held at Crooked Hammock every year. Um, and it is, uh, instead of the People's Choice Awards, it's the, it's the Drinker's Choice Awards, where we all uh, bring a beer. And this year, for the first time ever, every brewery in the state of Delaware was uh, represented there. And uh, what we have here is Luau Punch. And this one back-to-back, back. so it won in 2020. There was no drinker's choice in 2021, and then it won in 2022 for fan-favorite, best beer in the state. Um, we fully repre- uh, recognize it's a little bit of a popularity contest, and we're happy with that, but this beer you know, will take you uh, right back to your childhood uh, drinking that Hawaiian Punch. And I'm sorry we don't have it in cans because it's got a really fun can label with that nostalgia. It looks like a cardboard box but
0: that, that's that's awesome that's uh, really cool to hear it, it, I don't know it's got to be awesome when you go in and do these events and things like that I love Crooked Hammock um, it's a great spot I think
1: yeah. we're, we're going to try and hit that this weekend are you? yeah,
0: yeah you should yeah. But uh, well,
6: and, it's, and you know the, the thing that you know when you go down there and you do it is that you know if you go and if, if it were held in our place it would be all the fans of our place in the place I mean, you know, like Mm. there weren't very many of our regulars. There's like, you know, four or five. So when you go down there and everybody's bringing, you know, what they think is going to do well at at this sort of competition is kind of like gratifying. It's almost like you go into enemy territory and you and you steal one. You know what I mean? um, Because, you know, that's 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 the home of. A lot of
2: really great breweries in Delaware. You got you got kind of like watching the Cowboys lose every uh Sunday in uh football season. Or Oklahoma. State. Right. I love Oklahoma those. Good- Oklahoma. I know, I'm feeling kind of So I was gonna put some <laughs> headphones on too. <laughs> so guys, can you hear me? Is this uh <laughs> loud and clear, Craig? Loud right and clear.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Okay.
3: Um but while we're on this talking about this 80s rep- reminisce, and I don't know if you guys have tasted it yet, yep. you know, it's kind of like an ode to Hawaiian Punch, um, a little bit of an 80s thing. I have some news for the other fellas here that they don't know yet, and that is that this we got another cease and desist letter. No, better. <laughs> Not yet. We oh. just won a gold crushy from the Craft Beer Marketing Awards for best retro...
2: Logo. <gasps>
4: What? John, congratulations. <laughs> wow.
3: very yeah, fun. everyone. High five, everyone. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I watched the ceremony today at like 4.30, and I couldn't believe it. They had some technical issues. But uh, yeah, Gold Crushy, uh, which is the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. Uh, and we entered that, this this fun, I'm wearing the shirt too, WBW MTV logo uh, in the best retro marketing Category, so it was cool. Uh, it was cool. We well, also awesome. got a lot of accolades at from that logo
4: when we were at CBC in yeah. Denver uh, last year, which was fantastic. So kudos! I'm glad. That's banging, so
2: John. I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm happy to hear that. That's fantastic. Congrats,
3: that. Well Thank done, you. sir. So, what do you guys think about the beer there?
1: It, it definitely the beer, has that truck. reminiscence of <laughs> of Hawaiian punch it's definitely got that that fruity flavor to it.
0: I don't I mean, know if, if, if you if you still had some of that stout on on your palate, but my first sip almost reminded me of peanut butter and jelly for some reason. Like I feel like Ooh, there was just a little stout. bit of that yeah. The, the
4: chocolatey no of exactly the dark stout, yes, exactly. I see how you would get that with the no, stout, you know roastiness of the, hey. the chocolate from the stout Yep, with the sweetness and the fruitiness, yeah. of the Luau Punch. I,
5: I hear,
6: I hear a new concoction. So it's now <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be you know un, you know like we 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 do some uh, cuvées yeah. right so we, we, where we mix like one of our pale ales and we mix a sour. Well, we, we'll just, we're going to add the stout to it. So you, now we can get that peanut butter in there too, right?
1: And you call it a Ukrainian right, we punch, got that,
2: right? We're we're on that one. Sounds I like, like something you do on the front end, man. To <laughs> say that sounds <laughs> that sounds like a job for Keith. Ian and I were just up there mixing beers. <laughs> Bryce does that all the time. He's made he's made tons of stuff. Yeah, that's the great thing about going to craft breweries. You have weirdos like us that just want to uh, turn you on to the next big thing, you know. And like uh, honestly, where all this comes down, you guys know the uh, famous Duke Ellington quote: "If it sounds good, it is good." yeah man just apply that same thing to beer right if it tastes good it is good who cares if it's not in the style or it's like not you
0: know it's
2: outside the style guidelines
0: yeah, if okay. it tastes good go for it drink what you like
2: if it tastes good it is good man
0: yeah but yeah now, now that i've had a couple sips of it these beers are going down so easy like there's there's so i mean we're three in but um everything is just solid i'll just say that right off the bat nothing yet on any of these styles has been like oh well i'm not crazy everything's been been hitting and i've just been like drinking it way too fast i'm balanced i'm I'm
1: balanced i'm admittedly i'm admittedly not a huge fruited sour guy but this one has enough to it that it would bring me back to it like i would definitely drink I, I normally wouldn't even drink a whole can of those, you know, but but I would definitely yeah. drink one of these. I think when it gets hot out, that
0: would be really money sitting out on the deck. No, it does it does remind you of like just um a, like a, a children's juice box. You know? Now, now now that you've got it, yeah, summertime and it's hot and you want something but you know, it's sugary too and I don't know. Keith, I'm, I'm, we should
3: source those little straws. Uh, oh. We got them. I've got a bunch of them. We accidentally <laughs>
6: bought them for something else. I got a million of them, but I just you know. Would, I don't know if the, the uh, like the fruit puree is going to go through those straws. <laughs> all so good. It would probably uh, we need, a we need a filter on them. We'll, we'll, we'll attach filters to
0: them. It would probably literally double the cost of of production. But if you had a little like a uh, plastic single serve. You know, uh, straw on the side of the can <laughs> for every four pack—it would just be crazy.
6: like I, can do I, I uh, we, we'll, do we'll do
3: that.
0: Oh, that'd be yeah. hilarious. That'd yeah. be
3: a very funny. But first now, beer in a cardboard box. There you go.
0: Cool. <laughs> River, okay, so like
2: back to what I said at the beginning. There's a million ways to ruin a good beer. <laughs> well, million and one. Now there we go. Million Ooh. and one.
0: I'll just say I'm happy to finish this crowler. For sure,
2: that's awesome, man. Guy, hey, I I appreciate that love, guys. You know, I uh, I stay up most of the time late at night. I I'm really into technical writing, and so I stay up late at night and read the most boring shit that you can imagine, <laughs> um, just in in hopes that I'll learn something from it.
0: Well, tell me about okay. you know you you, you kind of mentioned um, you know distributing and things like that. You know, if you had to put yourself into some kind of brewery format or business model what would you guys say is you know would would be the description for you guys are you guys doing distribution are you mainly taproom sales and and how does that work
2: so we're 98 percent taproom sales yeah i mean we're hyper local i
6: mean the the idea is to be hyper local and to also you know our our intent uh, is to own our our own wilmington there there's a reason why we're blue and gold there's a reason why it's Wilmington Brewworks. You know, we're identifying with the city. We're in the city. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely, you know, it definitely identifies with the stuff that makes us Delaware and we we try to emphasize that. And and then, you know, we throw in our our playfully pretentious side with our uh, you know, naming scheme which starts with superfluous nomenclature and that's that's just that's just like in our DNA to 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 kind of poke fun at the entire thing a little bit
1: definitely sounds like you guys are like one big inside joke
6: just (laughs) just between
1: the five of you so i can only imagine that that a lot of that is going to make it into your your marketing your cans and whatnot could you guys hit on the tap room a little bit for our listeners where are you guys at what's the vibe food bands events yeah so uh that this uh,
6: so we, um, we're at three, one, two, nine Miller road, which is right by, you know, like I try to identify it. We're right off of, uh, two Oh two. Uh, if you're coming down 95. Um, so we're, we're, we're in the North side of Wilmington, right on the edge of Wilmington. We're in a, 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 historic building, which is a, uh, um, you know, an old Spanish missionary. Um, we have, uh, um, there's three, um, businesses located on the premises. Um, there's us who were the, the sort of the anchors and the people that
2: came in first to interject. Um, it's not a Spanish missionary. It's uh, it's uh, uh Spanish revival is the architecture,
6: right? But the, uh, the that Alamo room has got that missionary was, sort of thing or, or anything like that, ever living at the, uh, well, agreed. But I mean, it's, it's that, it's the uh, missionary style is what the Alamo room was and what that mission, that whole miche miche was, was, missionary, was, was.
2: missionary position, right?
6: Well, no, but I mean, it was I know. The, that it was it was basically they were coming in to, you know, convert heathens. And that's that's not what, at know, our worry.
5: We're,
2: we're not a part of that kind of. <laughs> no, we're not. But I'm just telling you, <laughs> that's what, that's our, what that old style our building was. was built in 1916 by Francis Irene DuPont. He really enjoyed the Spanish revival architecture and hired an architect from Philadelphia to come down and build this. And he wanted something that was completely out of the ordinary for this area. So Spanish yeah. mission, uh, is, is the, uh, Spanish revival is actually the architecture style. Yeah. So,
6: and we have it, we have an, we have a room that you can, uh, rent, um, which looks like the Alamo. If you ever seen the Alamo car, have you ever been to uh, San Antonio? It's, um, it's got that whole shape, you know, at the top of it, uh, that uh, we kind of use in a lot of our um marketing uh structure and uh we we do all kinds of parties there we do all kinds of things there we rent it out for um you know uh, uh, any kind of sh- uh, shower that you want to do we also have uh comedy nights in the room we've used it for a million different things so to be honest with you it's 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 like a huge marketing engine for us because it's a great space cool building cool architecture and uh, you get to have the best beer in Wilmington in it.
0: Yeah, I got to say, so, you know, being somebody who's tap a... Room
3: itself is...
0: Sorry about that, John. Just r- real quick, you know, being somebody who's a, oh, a fan yeah. that goes to a lot of yeah. breweries and things like that, um, I really like it, you know, for us being in the Downingtown, Chester County area in Pennsylvania, it's really not a far drive at all. I think I was there in about 40 minutes, you know, from our local spot. Which isn't far. People go to the city and, and, and you know, go to, to other counties and things like that. It was not a long drive, and it was not a difficult drive at all. You know, you're just on the highway. You're there in no time. And I really love when breweries have great parking. You guys have an incredible amount of, of parking, tons of space. You know, with all those other businesses there... You know, there, there's definitely, um, you know, more space to, to park and things like that. So it's easy to get to, easy to find, easy to pull in, you know, find a parking spot. So I love those things. And then I really loved the, of, you guys were talking about that Spanish architecture. It's a really cool looking place. It, but, you know, you're talking about how, you know, that that it's older, but it looks new. Everything looks shiny and fresh, but it has a cool style to it. And I took a couple pictures. I'll post them on uh, online tomorrow for our uh, for our followers. I got a couple of them on the screen back here, but um, I love that tap room space. It just seemed like there was a, a lot of room in there. There was a lot of people having a good time, and uh, so for me, it was just like a really cool. Even though I was in and out of there, it was a cool experience, and I really liked the location. You
3: know, what's fun? It's it's this really long building that we're in it you know we're only about 20 feet wide but you know 200 feet long and, and so all the brewing stuffs on one side we've got a bar and this really long like almost like a beer hall type feeling to it um, and it's it's filled with lots of natural light which is uh, it's something a little different for a lot of breweries so many breweries are, are back in a uh, uh, you know a, a industrial park a garage somewhere Um, Yeah, they have garage doors that they open up, but we have these big arched windows that are, they just let in so much light, um, which is really a a neat thing. And then we have a whole bunch of uh, patio seating out front, patio seating out back, lots of space to spread out. Um, You know, the the number of people that come with their families and we we don't serve food. You know, we've got some snacks. We have the occasional food truck, like Keith said, the best pizza in Delaware is Right next door we've got sleeping bird for coffee if you're there before three o'clock on a friday or saturday but families come and they hang out and their kids draw on the chalkboard wall and we have little coloring sheets for them and um you know i've got kids craig's got small kids dana small kids so like We built a place that could be family-friendly, too. Like, we want to be able to hang out at our own place with our our families and and, and not feel like we're intruding on something. So it's a place that families are welcome. You know, our target market, you know, on a Saturday afternoon is going to be families that are coming out to celebrate, which is really a neat thing that breweries can do that today. Um, You
2: know, to think... Uh, hey John was mentioned in Beer Hall. Little did we know that was a business plan idea that we were uh, that we kicked around that was going to be a total facepalm coming into COVID, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> Gentlemen, I have a, a you you mentioned parking. I have a great story for you. I sat down with some city planners and I was going to them to explore options for grants. It's like like when I was first starting this thing up and running. And I sat down with the guy, we've got the plans for the building out and, and he looks at me and here I've prepared for all of this, like this back and forth, this repartee between this city planner and I trying to argue for the reason why these gentlemen want to give our company a grant. Right. And this guy leads off with, I think you've got too much parking.
0: <laughs> and
2: never in my wildest dream, did I ever think that I was going to be defending the amount of parking that we had? Wow! So I sat there and I was just like, it was like being four and and looking at your parents and like, well, I don't think so. <laughs> like I, I didn't. I literally had nothing better than that. So I mean,
6: this was a Thursday night, and I I when I I left to uh, come back to uh, do this from the, the tap room tonight, our our pop- parking lot was full, and there was. You know, there was, I mean, this was a Thursday night and there was people parked all the way out on the, you know, access points. I'm like, uh, and we weren't over, you know, it's not, we have, you know, we have lots of space there. So it was not like, you know, like it still wasn't totally crowded. Specifically,
2: there's 107 spots in the parking lot and an additional six out on the front side of the building. And then beyond our parking lot, there's on the street parking that goes all the way down the street. I had... Never in my life did I think that I was going to be defending defending I think the, the parking number of parking
6: <laughs> like the opposite way. I mean that's insane. Yeah. I yeah. mean normally you can't you can't build because you don't have enough parking. Mm-hmm. It's 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 sort of nuts. But yeah, when I yeah. pulled
0: in there Wednesday evening, um I, when I first started pulling in, I was like, "Holy crap!" There's a ton of cars here, and I I did find a spot, but there I don't know maybe five you know five or six spots were open so i mean there was a spot it's not like i had to worry about parking far away or anything like that but
6: there was a lot of cars we have a cornhole league on wednesday night i saw
0: that Uh, i was gonna say that you know i I saw them uh you know in that further room in the back there
6: yeah we we well that's that's the room that's the alamo room so we rent that room out, out all the time so that's we have um 24 teams so we have you know like you know, 50, 60 people that come through there over the night on a Wednesday for that for the for that competition.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Oh. Yeah, it's
6: like it's like a whole relegation thing. We have three leagues and um, you know, like a you know, champ league, a middle league and a lower league, and then we relegate between the three the, the three leagues like soccer at the end of each season. Nice. So if you so, suck yeah, it's like, you're it's like a whole home. tribe. It's it's it's, it's you're insane. getting dropped.
1: Yeah. I like that you call it the Alamo Room. Yeah. well well,
6: it looked like it look that's what i said it so i i named it that because i i i grew up in i went to high school in texas and the room literally looks like the alamo it has that same shape and the the revivalist thing uh is synonymous with mission so that 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 revivalist uh architecture is synonymous with mission architecture so that's where they used to build the missions and go into all these places um, and and that's why we named the room that way because that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like the Alamo.
1: Does it have a basement?
6: That does not, but adjacent to it, there's a, there's a, there's a crawl Somebody space. Somebody got it. I, I, this, I, one person I got was it. in the crawl space because <laughs> I was trying to, to, to wire... Uh, um, Guys,
3: just remember it, okay? Just remember yeah, the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> I,
6: I'm going to remember. I rem- remember crawling under it to put cable in there for, for TV at one point.
0: I want to try to yeah. squeeze one more in. What should we do? Yeah, should let's we do, do it. the bottle?
6: Yeah, oh, that, let's do the bottle. That's yeah, a that's tough bottle. one to squeeze. You're going to be squeezing for a while on
3: that one. I know. So, um, this last, um, not a beer, um, a little something different here. This is a sizer. So, in addition to making beer, uh, you know, Craig, you can speak a little bit more about it, but we are also licensed as a uh, winery. And we make our own cider. And uh, this is our first Sizer. And the Sizer uh, was a new product to me, but it is a um, a carbonated drink that is a co-fermentation of both apples and honey. So um, part mead, part cider. somehow that turns into sizer um the uh name of its plus two charisma it's a little bit of an ode to all the nerdy things in our lives whether it be dungeons and dragons the princess bride um a little bit of uh uh, tolkien and uh, lord of the rings map on on that label um this one drinks more like a wine it's like uh what is it craig 10.2 percent it is yeah so,
0: uh, yeah, first, I was going to ask if there was a, uh, a typo. I've never heard of this before. A sizer, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, I've never heard well, that. term. I'll tell Maybe. you what, I, I'm about you know two months into it myself. Yeah. <laughs> sure, That's not one. true. Ryan, uh, Ryan Rice, our uh, cider maker and production assistant, um, has been going on about wanting to make a sizer probably for a little while. So, I've, I've known about the product, and I did go to CiderCon with him this year and got turned on to a whole bunch of. New products I didn't even know existed, but um, this was one, and um, he used apples and pears in it, um, and honey, obviously. And it, I think it came out beautifully. It, it's it's a completely new drink to me. Um, I think you can serve this at at any dinner next to next to a white wine, and 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 have it really sit out there nicely.
4: Very rich, very rich and full. Mm-hmm. Nice mouthfeel to it.
0: It does. Mm-hmm. It's got a really nice mouthful. Mm-hmm. tons of flavor i'm just i'm getting a there's a lot
1: going on a there. lot there's a lot going on, <laughs> lot going yeah. on there yeah, when can i when
2: really can good. i get the the barrel
0: aged version <laughs>
2: well i ooh, i think ooh. what i what you guys don't actually know is we did uh age that on on oak spiral that were soaked in an apple brandy mm. so there is uh you know like what we – what ryan and i are looking for in some of those things you know apples uh they do a great job but some of the things that they miss that like grapes really have that set up set aside uh you know like wines you know the higher gravity stuff you got those tannins um and where you know like beer we can we can do things with hops and, and and whatnot uh with with just Uh, fermented apple you're kind of missing that those tannins which really do round out that flavor Um, but you add a little bit of oak to that you've got those natural tannins you got that natural vanillin compound that's in oak and so it really kind of uh it just it brings that whole product together shit i like
0: this a lot
1: Uh, everything that you you say it is i'm getting yeah and it's funny that i'm like i'm thinking you know I, i take a sip and i'm like let me trace those apples, and then the honey comes over me, and then I'm like, "Oh well, I really got honey." That sip, and I take another sip, and then I really get that that cidery apple taste to it. So yeah, a,
0: I even think I get a little vanilla in there, a little yeah. bit, yeah, and a little bit of nuttiness. Our suggestion. It is, it is. You you could say like you know, it's a there's a little bit of right front tire, you know, or something. And I'd be like,
6: I get that, you know. That, do, you, do you taste any beard flakes? That's
0: yeah. what I
1: want to know.
2: Beard flakes.
4: I always so,
1: taste, I taste beer flakes every day.
2: You know what? I'm going to bet you do. I'm going to bet you do. <laughs> you know what I learned a long time ago about uh, when, like, when you're making beer, when you're talking about beer, stuff like that, you can set out to make whatever it is that you're trying to set out to make, but it's when it's done and you're tasting it, that's when you figure out what the hell it is that you actually made.
0: It's just so tough for me, for whatever reason, being a, a, you know, I still feel like a novice beer drinker sometimes, but trying to pick out those flavors and, and, and to name them and to call them something, you know, I can be like, oh, I like this, it 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 has a good body and it feels good, good mouthfeel, whatever, and, and it tastes it's great. It's got a beat and you can dance to it. Exactly, right? Like, that just kind of does it for me, and I can't pick out the, the little little nuances or you know somebody like oh it's a little bit of like earl gray tea with a, a this and that and i'm like yeah like you know it makes sense but you know if only i could come up with those things you could win anybody over you know if you put that description on the beer that it tastes like this and does this and, and tastes like that i feel like you know you could blow somebody's socks off with it Man, you ever read the back of those wine bottles and be like, dude, you're just making stuff up. <laughs> it's a little bit of leather and, uh, and you know, burnt <laughs> yeah. candle wick yeah. and whatever. And you're like, where, 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 where did do you come up with tobacco.
2: this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm buying that. I think I taste that. Nah, yeah. <laughs> it. yeah, man, it's a bunch of guys sitting around a room drunk just writing these tasting notes going, <laughs> no. hey, you get this? No, nah, but I bet if we put it in there, we'll see this shit pop <laughs> yeah. up on, on tap. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think there's a, I think they have a box and they just put descriptors in there, and then they pull out five of them. Line draw. Oh, look at that. Uh, overripe cantaloupe rind. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's put that in there.
2: <laughs> you, you, know you know what? I'm going to do that the next time I have to write for John.
3: No, I was just going to say, you know, like I, I haven't been doing this as long as, as, as Craig, and uh, my palate is definitely not as developed. I, I want it to mean. I think it's because I – there are a lot of like fruits I I just generally have not eaten much for some reason, and so like going back to that like that luau punch and I was like yeah we should make like a Hawaiian fla- punch flavored beer, and I could see Craig's is turning like okay so that's probably a little bit of apricot a little bit of this a little bit of that I'm like I don't know what you're talking about like if you can figure out how to make a Hawaiian punch that's awesome and he's like dissecting like buying the the punch and trying to taste it and taste all the flavors and figure out figure out all the different compounds to put it you know you stop making me sound fancy i googled that shit john you oh know. come on you, you know you were telling me all the all the things it's just it, i don't have that sophisticated palette i'm trying to get there you know I, takes I don't time. Think takes
2: time. me too yeah. everything i me learned too. i learned on google
3: I learned it by watching you, Google.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like a lot of you guys are, are uh, Delaware people. Um, what what made you choose They're your location? How would you figure that out?
3: What the, the 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 location on Miller Road?
0: Well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, did, did you, What made you decide Wilmington? I mean, you guys touched on that a little bit, but to, then you know. To be
6: honest, really- there's only one person in our group that's actually from Delaware. Every one of us. There's some transplant, f- somewhere somewhere yeah.
3: Else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but I mean, like,
2: what, so made, me, I, I, I'm what made me choose that location is I drove by that a million times when it had that eight foot tall, like, uh, fence, fence yeah, man. It was like, man, and it was a bum, no camp. trespassing, right? It was a bum camp, and uh, I like I pulled the Babe Ruth with my kids in the back of my car. I was like, one of these
3: days, daddy's gonna put a brewery in that place. <laughs> and uh, you know, I definitely like, drove by saying I think somebody needs to put a brewery in there and, and not knowing anyone who did that, and that was 2009 Sorry, Craig, didn't mean to interrupt.
2: No, no, it's the exact same story. Like, so exact same story, but you know, like it was just one of those things that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do that. That that's what but, that you know, needs to
6: be. And what and what's really funny is that I know that I put people in touch with people that were working on that prior to us being involved with it. There was other breweries. I, other breweries that I was working with. I put in touch with it, uh, with people that were working on that project before. And I, I didn't even realize it was going to be a thing that we would end up doing. Cause I, oh. I've heard the stories about the breweries that almost went in there. I'm like, Oh, I know who I know where that came from because
2: yeah. So allegedly, e- evil genius was looking at it. Yeah, uh, because, because
6: and, I put them in uh, contact with the per. I was I was I was doing beer pourings for them, and I put them in contact because so I used what to you're be- saying
2: that you were stabbing me back in the back. No, why was
6: not at Sam, that point. This was before I was even involved.
2: I was also looking at buying that place. Uh, do you guys um, have popcorn? <laughs>
6: no i'm saying no this was way before like i was even involved with i didn't even know i, I don't even know if i knew craig back then. actually i yeah. probably knew you back then. i did we were did the homebrew yeah but we, were, um, we were no,
2: sam, sam hobbs actually was uh, was really going after this location and uh that, was, that was the whole time when uh, twin lakes sort of spun themselves apart um but i think uh, just like days after sam had his first tour of that location but I, I actually
6: sat down with a guy because uh, that site um, they were they were trying to tear a guy had a plan to tear it down and put it in a storage facility.
4: Many storage, yeah, yeah. many
6: storage facility. And I, had, I, I had a I had a sit down with a guy that came into the tap room at one point, and he was very bitter about it because he was the guy that had the plan, and people in the area actually came out and signed petitions to stop it from happening because Den Rack and a whole bunch of other people spent a whole bunch of money because it was a Brown site they dug out all the soil in the place. I mean, it was, you know, it was a hundred years of, you know, heavy elements in there. You know, like you, you don't, you're not drinking like well water right under that building or anything like that. You know, all our water comes from the city, but um, you know, that was one of those, you know, like this guy was pretty upset about the fact that he had a plan. In fact, a guy, came in and told me uh, he worked at the city he said you know that was sitting on my desk and i'm you know it was like a day away from being signed for them to tear the whole place down and because of the outcry they stopped it and that's what set all of this in motion where we yeah. are now there in that that spot it was like a whole bunch of things that like you know like lightning struck like fifty thousand times to make this possible
0: for us to be honest That's wild. It's crazy how, like, all of those things can sometimes just line up and have perfect timing and make sense and, you know, just end up, you know, putting you on the path that you're on. So a lot of one of the things I like to ask, you know, breweries and and brewers and things like that, the people that are behind the scenes is, you know, to us, especially like this South Philadelphia scene, this area, we feel like we're super spoiled. We get tons of great beer put into our market and then we've also got a ton of great breweries in our local area Um, there's a lot of competition there's a lot of stuff going on what do you guys do to compete and help stand out
2: okay so well that's you know that goes back to uh how you guys have heard me talking about beer all along is remember i'm saying like i intentionally avoid style guidelines right so when a lot of people are going into making beer and stuff like that, you know, especially the um, I mean, I've got I've got a master's degree, so I'm like intellectual about this and, and, and all that. But when you get intellectual about beer and you're like, this is the way it's done and you do this and you do that and this is the other like and beer falls into these styles. It's a Munich Hellas or it's a, you know, it's a, a West Coast IPA or it's a this or it's a that. Um, you know, people do that and they sort of don't realize that it doesn't need to really be like that. And I think this is, it's like the same concept of, uh, that a lot of early jazz musicians were working with. I mean, it's, it's just, it's beer, right? So if I do something and it's a little different than somebody else, it's not that I did it wrong. It's just that I did something different. Like I wanted, I wanted something else. Um, cause I can get, a, you know, like if I'm going to buy a Belgian wit, I can get like a hundred examples on a liquor store shelf. Right. So why do I need to do that one more time? I don't, if I do that, I don't have an original voice to add to the conversation. So what I want to do is like, you imagine what a Belgian wit is, but then like, Hey, what if I did a Belgian wit with a little more ABV to it, a little more, you know, like a little more body, um, you know, I'm going to do this Belgian wit. And instead of just like getting all that, you know, uh, haze from the wheat, and I'm going to throw some oats in there, too, because, you know, like if it works for IPAs, it's going to work for this, because all it all it is, is that like that protein. It's that flavor carrier that, you know, like flavor compounds can bind to and it adds that body to the beer. And um, So, you know, it's it's like just reimagine that beer and do it. Put an original voice out there right and that's from what i can tell of of the market you know that's what we really need is we really need a lot of people saying hey i'm going to do something different um because you've got a million examples of every beer at this point so let's start let's start hybridizing those things let's do what miles davis did right let's create that fusion
0: i love it you know there's a lot of um There's so many different beer styles and and people have already done so many different takes on things. But, you know, there's definitely still room to find that different flavor profile or get a different, you know, just a little bit of a different note out of a a hop or out of a a grain bill or whatever. Right. So you can still mess with things and still play around and you can find something like, man, I I just love when wits are kind of like this. And you put your twist on it to get, you know, the way that you like it or the beer that you like. But it's also something that's, you know, drinkable and fantastic. That's what I love is, like, literally every single one of these beers so far has been amazing. Like, they've been fantastic. Nothing is is, is giving me any red flags or, or whatever. Um, I can't believe this. Fish is in here. Sixers up 32 with three minutes left. I don't know what happened. Awesome. Wow. All right.
2: How would they decide to start playing after not wanting to play for like two games in a row? Yeah,
0: I thought they were giving up, and there was articles about Harden just wanting to get dock fired, and I think they yeah. just wanted good, better draft uh, picks I, and whatever. Right. Before we turn, in, <laughs> they well,
4: well,
1: before we turn yeah, into might you know, be sports. I think they just they figured they were going to walk all over in the last two games. Okay, and they just got lazy, and now they're like, "All right, let's fucking get yeah,
3: going. Now we
0: got to do this and move on." Wild. You know what? What Craig it's said about the beer. Don't be complacent.
3: <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to get back to the beer conversation when we can keep talking about sixers. Please. I mean, it's not the blue coats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I was going so, to uh, real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, gr- I was going yeah. to Grand Rapids for a work trip. I got on a plane, and then all of a sudden, behind me, there was like sixteen seven foot tall guys. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. And it was the Blue Coats. I didn't even know they existed.
3: Yeah, they're uh, not boys. A huge, yeah. Those guys are great. Those guys are great peeps, Oh, what a great time, that place. Yeah, yeah what a great people? time. Yeah, we're, mm-hmm. the, we're the official craft beer of uh, the Delaware Blue Coats, Excuse me. We made, a, a, just like we have Woohoo Brew for the Blue Rocks, um, we have uh, my Varsity Brew. Brew. Brew for the, for the um, Blue coats And this year, we had the Wilmington Brew Works. Beer garden at the Chase Field House, and it was just a great place to watch the game. You fun. get a group of like thirty people up there. Your tickets came with beers and uh, came with uh, wings. Yeah, you, you're you're nice. right on top of the court, looking over it, and you had so VIP fun. seats. It was great, and we're, they played well. They had a great yeah, season.
6: Made the final we, we were in the finals. We were in the finals on ESPN. I mean, it was it was yeah. great.
3: It was that sounds great like goal. a great time.
1: Where do, where do they great. actually play at?
3: Uh, the yeah, Chase Field House is on the uh, other side of the Christiana River from Frawley Stadium. So, okay.
1: Um, we'll build a stadium down there. Yeah, yeah.
3: kind of in between um, 495 and 95 um, on, on the other side of the Christiana River. Um, really beautiful facility, and they have an all-sports facility, so they don't just use it for the basketball games, but they have turf fields there. They have lacrosse games. And they have field hockey games. They have soccer games. They have indoor football. Do a whole bunch of uh, basketball camps for kids and stuff they do a, a really a ton of community work um, yeah they use it for an event space too yeah um they've been a, a really just a great partner this year we've we've loved uh, every minute working with them
0: that's awesome yeah yeah it's really cool to hear like you know you guys are named after the community you're doing all these community things i mean i, I think it's it's just really cool to see some, you know, a brewery that puts so much effort into being part of the community. I think that, you know, obviously is going to be good. Um, you know, hopefully eventually for business purposes, but, um, just is a great thing to have that involvement and, um, and be a part of everybody around you.
4: Well, community has always been a part of the discussion. Even before we opened, we were always talking about, we want to be that place where everyone is welcome. And, uh, you know, um, Everyone is can come and meet uh, meet with old friends and make new friends and just be that place. That's um, awesome. They kind of give back to the community, and we're doing a great job doing that.
2: And when we opened when we opened the joint, there was absolutely nothing else in the area as far as nightlife. So you have you have these great neighborhoods. You like the uh, Ninth Ward. You've got like the Tally Hill area. You've got these great neighborhoods that you know like they they're literally driving up mic 202 or they're going out to like somewhere else they're all leaving their neighborhoods to go do things it's like, you know why that, that really didn't need to happen it, we had this fantastic location this fantastic building it's right there in the neighborhood it's like the the perfect you know like if if officials don't want people to drink and drive it's the perfect setup right because you can walk over you can walk back I can walk to the brewery from my house on the uh, Delaware Greenway bike trail. Nice. So it's really cool. I mean, you can, like, you know, you can, get, uh, you can get through all the neighborhoods at, with walking or with a bike. So it's a there, fantastic thing.
3: There is definitely a large com- portion of the community near us that are teachers that just love snow days because they're like, oh, it snowed. And I can just walk to the brewery. Are you guys going to open? They're like, can you guys open for us? I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. You don't know how many papers have been graded in our brewery. In our- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Makes-
3: Friday afternoons, you'll see a lot of people with their computers open. <laughs> you know, the other thing I've I noticed this the other day. Well, I've said this a few times, but like Friday afternoons, we seem to be the place that – People who just had a baby, like in the past four weeks, oh, yeah. bring their kid. They're like, "Okay, grandmas and grandpas have left. <laughs> We've got this little thing. We need a beer." Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and they bring their kid, and yeah. and the kid sits in the car seat, it's and. A they kind of just enjoy some time away from the grandparents, and it's like their first outing. And like, yeah. I was in on a Friday the other noon, and one of our old staff members was there with her new baby, which was beautiful. And then there were like three other infants, six oh, weeks or less. It, it,
6: it, like sa- Saturday uh, afternoons, uh, uh, you know, early yeah. Friday. It's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a baby carriage, uh, you know, parking lot at some point because you got a lot of people. <laughs> bring their kids out they get to go out during the day and you know the funny so we do a we do a tremendous amount of first birthdays too back in our room like there, you know people like first birthdays and you know all the all the birthdays that end in zero you know like you know 30s and 40s and 70s i mean we we get lots of you know like different people that come in it's it's really fun so and and you know and and we we sort of created the place after a place that we would want to go to. And also, you know, the people that work for us want to go to places like that. And that's, what's great about craft beer is because, you know, you don't have to stay open till one o'clock in the morning. You know, you're not a bar, you know, you're, 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 you know, um, and that's one of the things that we kind of did. We don't, we don't stay open past 10 really. So it's a place that you come to and, yeah. You know, there are times that, you know, the staff and, you know, will go out and go to another place, you know, after they're done work because, you know, most of the people that work for us are professionals. They all have jobs doing something else and they're doing it part time. And this is, they're doing it because they like craft beer. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like even our owners, yeah. all, all Yeah. Most of our owners are doing, you know, you know, have other jobs and this is sort of like a part time yeah. hobby and love and and uh it, it you know it's it's a good community to
0: be in. We love it. That's amazing. So tell us what's uh what's new and exciting, what's up next? New events, new releases what's going on exciting <laughs> with uh WBW. Uh,
3: Craig you want to tell me what you what you're dropping the end of the next week.
2: What am I dropping next week?
3: I don't know. Mexilante me- me- especial
2: Oh, nice. we're doing that. That's right. Oh yeah, I'm very yeah.
3: excited about mezcalante. We gotta do that by the fifth.
2: One of my it's favorite cool. beers, man. Uh, so like one like I love loggers. Um, you know that's just the that's the thing, and um, where you think it's the the gonna be the year of the double. I was gonna make fun of you for saying that. I was like, man, I've read that in so many Brewers Association rags <laughs> that uh, you should be linked right up there with it's the year of the porter. Uh, oh my god <laughs> please, don't um, walk up please. Please. guys let's get behind this i think everybody can get behind crispy boys like it's uh, it's a tide it's gonna turn
1: i was on the year of the lager for like four years
2: man i know this it's it's sickening. why does the ipa keep doing this um but one of my favorite one of my favorite beers man is like those those uh really great um you know skunked mexican beers they're fantastic (laughs) with a lime in them yeah uh so we're gonna we're gonna do one of those i can't skunk it because we don't have like that ability to put things in like clear glass bottles but i promise (laughs) you the best way to drink this pour a 20-ouncer set it in the sun go do something come back to it fabulous it's gonna be skunked because that's what does it like it's, it's gonna yeah. be the, it's it's the, like the best you've ever tasted if you take our german style pills and you set it in the sun go do something come back to it it tastes so
1: good <laughs>
2: that's, that's the way i recommend drinking them you got to skunk that the skunk, skunk those it. First.
3: so our, our first mexican style lagers come in uh and middle end of next week i don't know what day you're canning it but. I like it uh, yeah, just in time for Cinco de Mayo. We call it Mexalante Especial. And then Love at it. some point later this summer, uh, Craig, you're gonna do a Mexalante Negro, right?
2: Absolutely well, you know, that's on uh brew schedule for next week. So I uh you know, like I, I think you give I think you gave away what my favorite brand is, but um you know, like uh, I, I really do like those light and dark loggers that come sort of come together in like co-branded ideas, and you know, not to single out any one individual producer, but you know, <laughs> the especial is amazing, the negra is delicious. Uh, so we figured we needed our own, yeah. Which we're going to debut at the uh,
4: How Do You Brew festival in Smyrna, the weekend of is it the seventh? I believe. Um, so, well, that debut.
2: We're going to feature it.
0: Yeah.
2: Feature it. <laughs> yeah. Milk, milk, tube milk tubes. <laughs> can, you know, milk can you stunt a milk tube? That might be the shit. <laughs> oh,
5: guys.
1: there we oh, go. Man. Now we're, just, now we're <laughs> hitting ideas. Them. I
2: never knew about milk tubes
6: until I went to Human Robot. Yeah, yeah. Which which I'm a big fan of humor. Oh. I, know, I know several of the They they make some good loggers. So is Steve.
0: Yeah, I mean I am too. But Steve's the.
6: Yeah, they're 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 good.
1: Their logger program is is on point.
6: Yeah, but that oh, but yeah. that entire milk tube. I mean, like it's I I am just gonna drink some foam. It's <laughs> all right.
3: That's what we're doing.
6: It's an experience. Right, before I guess, you right?
3: can it, can you get like a clear tube and just like run it? you know, like outside, and then, then into the canning machine. <laughs> into the Wild Goose. It's
1: like a Rube Goldberg machine to get your beer into a keg.
3: We'll get, we'll get clear tubing, and we'll get some bright lights, and we'll just shine it on there before you get it in. <laughs> the-
0: I love it.
1: Pre-skunked for your convenience.
3: Exactly. Uh, well, they, they actually do that. There's, there,
6: there's an additive, I think, you can put into it, right? Like, to skunk beer. Like, I think there's a... Uh, I think I was reading it's, something.
2: Oh, about yeah, it. it's called light.
6: I think it's called no, <laughs> No, I, I there was No, no. It's like, called oxygen. There, there are brewers. There are brewers that that. Uh, – I'm pretty sure that they've got something that they, they pre-skunk with some sort of additive, not just light. I get it. I get the light thing. But if you're putting it into cans, how do you skunk the beer? I know they're skunking it without exposing it to light.
5: they pre-skunk Heineken? Because Heineken kind of has that. It,
6: no. No, green and, green, green, and, bottle. Green,
5: and yeah, green, green bottle. green bottle. Yeah.
1: Like, like. Green can still taste skunk.
6: Grosch, uh, Rolling yeah. rock. All those beers that you drank, those were all skunked to hell.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I learned that lesson back in like two thousand five. I'm like, I don't I'm not, I'm gonna stop drinking beers out of green bottles because they always taste the same and not in a good way. Yeah. You
6: know. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean it's 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 a, I you know, it's like you know, nothing's a weed until you decide you don't want it.
3: You know? as, like, as I drink you know the mean? cider out of a green bottle. Exactly. Well, <laughs> right, but I don't. It's not the same Fair thing. Other, I, I know. I know. No, I
6: know. it's got. There's a. Um, there's a property to to uh, cider that doesn't add to the uh, skunk uh, flavors, and I, I yeah. I'm not sure what that thing. It doesn't is. Doesn't form the captains, which is yeah. the skunk a skunky compound.
0: Oh. So uh, the, uh just circling the back real quick to re- can you cork this?
3: I'm going to try it tonight. I've got one of those like little um air sucker oh, outers, Wine stopper. Yeah, that I'm going to I'm going to try and, and and have some more tomorrow, so I'll, I'll
0: let you know. I want my <laughs> wife to try it. I'm tra- trying to decide if I'm going to wake her up and just say, like hey, t- put a glass in her face? That
3: is not a it's smart a idea. Dro- <laughs> droppers. Yeah. Put some droppers <laughs> in her mouth. I learned this lesson the hard way. Try man. this. Hey
1: Thanks for waking me up to try that boo. Yeah. <laughs> those those booze you gave me last yeah, night. Yeah. That's never. That sentence has never been
0: said. That's true.
3: No, I just wanted to circle back to what Craig was saying. It was like, you know, you asked what makes us different, and he, he, you know, talked about how like that, not sticking to the style. And, and I think that that carries through across everything that we're doing. You know, we're not that brewery that's in the you know the, the the back corner of the industrial park we're not that brewery with this big showy showy space we're not a place with a long bar we have you know table seating we're going to bring you a beer um because that's how it kind of works for us there we, we we've got you know um, a lot of different things our, our can labels you know when i designed, when when craig came to me and said We're gonna start making cans. I want you to think of them like record labels, just like everyone's different, doesn't have to have any sort of relation to the previous one. It's just um art. It's just art, it's just something new and something different that that speaks to either you or the beer or whatever. And if I'm if I'm working with label artists, I say, Hey, here's six inches by five inches, do whatever the hell you want. And and I'm never disappointed. So we're always just I guess we're just trying to break the mold a little bit and be a little bit of a leader, not a follower. And one other thing too, is we're just trying that, to
4: have fun. Oh, that's what the, that's what it's all about. And uh, the tap room is—we're not a brew pub. We don't have a kitchen. Like John mentioned, we do have snacks. Yeah. That nature. Yeah. We are B Y O F. Bring your own food. We have the menu. The QR code for hot um, for Metro. Uh, so people can come in, get seated, scan the menu, and order pizza, and then go over, pick it up, bring it back. Yeah, used for hot spots. People do DoorDash and bring in cheese trays and things like that. Got to
3: make a big shout out to Mitch's Better, who, who oh, comes Mitch almost every weekend. Some oh. of the best fried chicken you're ever going to have. Yeah, he is. Fried chicken, man. That is fantastic. Yeah. It yeah. was
6: great with beer.
4: So good. So good. It
3: was great with Sizer. He's <laughs> pretty much the only food truck that we bring back now, and, and, and he is… With good reason. Yeah. yeah. Top notch. John holds it down.
5: Yeah, and fried chicken and beer is peanut butter and jelly. It,
2: and you don't and you don't have to wait very long for that chicken. He's he's at he adds things for us all the time, man. You'll get a chicken and waffles sometime. You'll get a killer chicken sandwich sometime Lobster tail. Oh
4: lobster yeah, that's grand, right. Grand, 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 yeah. For
2: us. Oh. Like, what more could you ask for? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. That's exciting, man. You guys got a lot of exciting stuff going on. I can't wait. You're going to Delaware this weekend. Yes. I'm gonna try. I mean, I gotta see if I can make. This when are you a gonna be there? Stop.
1: Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow morning. We're going down to uh, Doodles in Dewey, which is a Golden Doodle Labradoodle meetup in Dewey Beach. There's a. Do you know there's like there's like four hundred dogs signed up for this thing? No way. Yeah, that's wild. And they sell tickets, and it all goes to charity, so it's cool. It's just gonna be a weekend to hang out with the kids. You guys and the probably
6: saw a couple dogs here.
1: I, it was like uh you know like a, zoo. a a zoo
6: yeah and, wh- and and part of the thing was that wh- one of them got one of our additives that they were we we used for our um like the peach. We're, we're bringing back the peach slushies and we had it here and we like all this gets delivered to my house so i bring it over one of the dogs got into the peach rings that we put in the bottom of it and <laughs> ate half a bag. And then I was just standing here looking at him. He looked at me and he just puked all over the floor. <laughs> so some of what I was doing this and all this that you guys saw was me like talking to Jen about what just happened. With the <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's this this rug is probably going to get thrown out because I don't know if we're ever going to get the stain out of it from yeah, the peach rings that's that awesome. just got eaten. So,
0: now, I'm excited oh, just, to come back just, and...
6: just pure clarity, but yeah. there's a lot going on here. We don't know if both dogs ate it, so <laughs> <laughs> this dog stood here, and he looked at me, and he had that look on his face, yep. like he drank too much at the end of the night, mm-hmm. he just looked at me. I'm like, that dog's going to throw up, and I was I was looking at you guys, and he looked at me, and just went, boom. It was like
5: a <laughs> like, puddle yeah. of... That was me in high school. I'm
0: right. sure all of us, right?
5: Did
6: show you was an uh, no, just, My, my <laughs> wife was looking up like, all right, what's in it? Make sure there's no sorbitol. Cause if, it, if there's sorbitol, that's really deadly to yeah. dogs. And I was like, that's a like, whole thing. Mm. You got, that was all in the back scene. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I'm excited to, uh, to come back and, and spend some time. Like, uh, not obviously we're beer guys. Um, also like I, I love making homemade pizza. That's like become a new thing that I've done. Like, you have
6: one of those ovens, like you, like like eight hundred degrees that you do, like, like. Kind of. of I've been researching that stuff. You do an outdoor one where you throw it in. It's like eight hundred degrees. Right. Those the gas.
0: All right, so if you're into smoking or doing smokers, I do the the easy bake oven version, a pellet grill. Right. You heard of those. (laughs) Right. right so you just yeah, throw a bunch yeah. of wood pellets set it and forget it it sets temperature yeah. but they make right. ins- they make pizza oven insert so you're getting wood flavor you know but you can just kind of set it and and put all the attachments onto it and yeah it gets up to you know 700 800 degrees and you can because
6: it's like two minutes when you do oh that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah it can go pretty quick so um but yeah no i mean you guys say the best pizza in delaware that got me really excited you know all the beers that we've had have been have been fantastic so i can't wait to come back maybe we should try to get some some people together and
1: yeah let's do it yeah
0: we should try to get one last delaware trip in and let's go to so I, i've got a place in delaware but it's on the market and um but it, it's it's way down in like long neck so it's like south of rehoboth yeah you know, that's that far down yeah yeah,
5: yeah, yeah you like you you're closer to philly
6: Let's not Philly, call it the
3: last now. Delaware
0: trip. you know, Well, just, you know, the last right. trip to our place before it sells, but, like, we should try to go and yeah. and and have, like, a uh, a weekend where we stop there, get some pizza, get some beers, you know, a bunch of cans to go and go have ourselves a... Uh,
3: I, I definitely out. know a, a lot shindig. of people that treat us as their stop on the way to the beach, whether they're coming from Philly or from, like, you know, Collegeville, Downingtown, and they're yeah. up there. They're heading down to the Delaware Shore were beaches and they, they they stop and stock up on their way down and
0: yeah, i usually go a end. different way but i have gone a way that's pretty close to you guys i so i think i could swing over and, and maybe add 20 minutes you know to, yeah. to to the drive but you know it'd be a great spot 20 to stop. minutes
3: and uh gallons of fun gallons it's i'm making oh.
1: them leave at 6 a.m tomorrow so we're not are we're you? Not th- yeah that's a good move i'm I'm gonna get up at six. Yeah, <laughs> so let's, let's be honest. We're not leaving at six.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, if you time it right, you can stop by the tap room and also pick up some dog treats because we make go. we have these dog treats made out of our spent grains that are fantastic. Cool. Um,
3: oh, have you thousand. tasted them, Derek? What's that? <laughs> have you tasted them? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that's been great.
0: I love that house. you guys are are very dog friendly. You're very kid friendly, family friendly. You've got great parking, so you so you're you know friendly to me, but you've got all, all the fantastic here things. You're here
1: just... to the forty year old dad. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> We're the ones that are coming there. that are spending the money, right?
3: Yeah, right. you should be catering. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I argue Most this with people us all
4: here the are time. Year
3: old dads,
4: you know, yeah. Turntable Tuesday. Bring your own vinyl. How can you go
0: wrong? Yeah. Oh, can't. Great time. Great time all week yeah. long. Um, let's get into the toast quick. We're going to do the toast of the week. Um, yeah. hopefully you it. guys have something. So we're going to do the same thing. We're going to start and then we're going to move it down the chain the same way. How about a beer?
1: Woo! Mighty Brews presents the toast of the week. Oh my god.
0: Dude.
1: You going? I'm going. Go. Ahead. Sixers win by 35 in an elimination game? We got to give it up, you know. They shit the bed the last two games, they came back. Let's bring on the heat. Let's go. Let's go, go, Sixers. Play the song. Cheers, Cheers Sixers. Sixers. Yeah. Eagles moved up in the draft to take a guy, but I don't watch enough college football to know any of the college guys, so I'll just be mad about it for no yeah, reason sure without exactly any knowledge.
0: Uh, my toast is going to be to my brother Nathan, who uh, out of the blue sent me this fantastic gift. Um, you know, a lot of people probably assume it's an NFL thing. But uh, I'm a huge Formula One fan. I probably talk about it way too much on the uh, on the show. But uh, this is a McLaren uh, Lando Norris, um, you know, football jersey they did for the U.S. Grand Prix last year. But uh, my brother sent it to me in the mail out of nowhere um, yesterday, or, or I guess last week. But uh, cheers to Nathan. How about a beer? Bro- wrong one. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you that Nathan. too. How about a beer? Can cheers, I, Nathan. Appreciate you. Can I piss you off? Go ahead. I love getting this Last race was a little boring. Yeah? Yeah.
1: yeah it's all right. Yeah, yeah I mean everybody just stayed, went away you know, and hide and hid and then
0: it happens a Wait, lot. Are man. we talking
2: Are we talking about that uh 10 lap race that they did or, is oh, the that sprint? the one we're talking about as the last race?
0: Well they, they do they do a sprint race. They did right. a sprint on race Saturday. on Saturday to kind to of set up the grid for or Sunday's you race.
2: Uh, you talking about the Sunday race?
1: The Sunday race.
2: Oh man, you should have seen the sprint race. That was good.
1: I did not see the sprint race.
0: Sprint race was pretty good. A lot of people moved positions, but you're right. In some cases on some tracks, you know, the grid stays the same if everybody gets clean, you know, out on the first, maybe, you know, the first uh, the first turn, some people move up a bunch of spots, but for the most part if that leader who's in pole gets ahead, he's got it? clean air, he's you know, he, he can be gone you can be out of there so
2: but i mean well, I do. The drs zones the drs zones played into the sprint race really big time on last saturday yep it was epic to yeah. watch uh red bull overtake the ferraris i yeah. mean they just bam uh those guys can move
0: yeah oh.
1: and why were they not on for so much of the sunday race
0: what do you mean the drs yeah well you have to be within a second of the person in front of you but
1: i thought they weren't even allowed to use them because of the because
0: of the weather No, it's only like the first two laps or if there's a restart, if they have a red flag and you restart, you got to wait two laps before you can use them again. But but some laps, some some courses have less DRS zones. Right. So like the one two weeks ago had like four zones and this one only had two. So it can be uh, I think it was it was two, but whatever but yeah anyway shout out to my brother nathan he got himself a Yo dr3 nathan. uh daniel ricardo jersey and he loved it he's like i love this jersey he knows i'm a, a lando norris guy so he sent me a lando but uh let's move over to john john do you got anything
3: uh let's go to uh all the boys of summer out there whether they be playing for the uh wilmington blue rocks um my boys, New York Yankees. You can make fun of me all you want, but I grew up there, so it's okay.
1: It's okay. Um, if you're from there, I,
3: I'll allow it. I exactly it right. West but yeah. uh, to the to the Blue Rocks, to the hometown boys, and Mr. Celery. Cheers. I always yeah. call, I always Good call job.
1: baseball the uh, the screensaver of my summer because it's just once it hits, it's on. Yeah, that's just, just on the TV. on in the background. Non-stop. It's right?
0: MLB.TV. TV. DJ Studs, what you got?
4: All right. Um, well, shout out, toast to. Uh, The community that we've built and that continues to support us because we would not be here without you so got us through a lot of tough times a lot of great times and looking forward to all the future
0: times ahead of us love it cheers Cheers. Cheers. now i love this group this group that you guys have i mean you've got this great wilmington community supporting you but you guys even have this fantastic group of leaders that are all managing these different parts and different aspects of the business that all seem to work cohesively together and each complement each other so it's a really cool thing to see and uh, and be a part of so i mean i don't know it's it's really cool and and you know cheers to you guys on top of that but Thank let's you. pass it down to dan what do you got dan
5: that actually was going to be my toast is since all the the other partners are here toast to you guys for all your hard work for the evening. Wow. And it's been an amazing journey and it's just starting and it's it's just going to get better and better and cheers to living the dream Cheers, cheers. thank you guys.
6: all right so uh we've got some great toasts. so i'm going to toast um tonight i'm toasting actually this is a disc toast because you because I saw your pre-game stuff. Roast disto- Burnt yeah. toast. I'm going to distoast the carpet cleaning that, uh, <laughs> the spray that we had here. Because we this carpet's going to have to be thrown out because it's discolored. The dog <laughs> puked on the carpet. With, with, and we're never going to get these peach rings out. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not calling them out by name. Because it's actually not their fault but distoast to those because it didn't work
0: <laughs> well, <dis-toast> to them. <laughs>
1: do you have a Dis- spot bot
6: uh, uh, no try a spot I, I bot no. no i've got i've got a lot of animals i don't have nothing would actually work in here the spot bot is like a bot that's going to come out and clean this up no
1: it's like a little vacuum cleaner
6: Oh, I thought you I thought it was like one of those motorized things. No, no, it's like marry a um, somebody. I I didn't I thought that that's what we came with. It's thing. like a small it's like a
1: small carpet <laughs> yeah, cleaner that. that you can Why like I got
6: that. You got that.
1: Okay. You you can clean up just small spots. They're great. Look them up.
6: All right. Well, you know what? I'm not buying it for this. We're
2: just going <laughs> to Crack you're up. All right, man. I'm going to toast everybody's favorite uh, microorganism and that's the yeasties uh Yay. because without them we wouldn't be uh enjoying the uh fine beverages that we are tonight gentlemen so uh to the yeasties that let us keep uh toasting and uh getting toasted so cheers, cheers to the to Woo!
0: guys
3: since i i got a little bit more stout left let's do one to uh those big fighters in ukraine and say budmo Good mo. No. Good mo. Good mo. Absolutely That's uh, From what I've learned <laughs> Cheers
0: Cheers Guys uh, I can't thank you Enough uh, For hanging out with us Giving us Fantastic content But it was just Such a pleasure To meet you guys To hang out um, You know to, to get to know you and, and learn a little bit About the brewery And everything behind it So I, I really appreciate it Thank you guys so much If you took the time to listen and to watch the show, we appreciate it so much. Make sure you share, like, go visit Wilmington Brew Works. Go look them up, find them, have yourself a good time, drink some beers. We'll see you next time.